0: We thank and praise God for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. You know, this is uh, something of uh, a lot of mixed emotions that are that are occurring right now in on this particular continent, especially in the state of Texas, as many of you have already heard. And certainly our heart goes out to those families and, uh, you know, and the loved ones that are experiencing this particular pain that has been allowed to fester, that has been allowed to grow and display itself. And so with that being said, you know, you're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California, this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., Bible study. And on Thursdays at 6 p.m., the Men Focus program. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you can find us on kkla.com or ninety-nine. Uh, 0.5 FM you know um, if you're in the LA basin you know as I was just saying uh, there are spirits people like to now they have a new term for uh, called them um, you know mental health and and all that is about is uh, getting the dollars together but if you're not doing nothing with the money you know, being proactive, then what's the purpose of it? Listen, many are going to have things to say about what has occurred, but I'm going to tell you demons are real. Demon activity is real. And, you know, um, and so we want to offer a prayer for the families that are right now. And so I ask to each one that is listening, those that are present, those that are not, but yet, um, Ask them Lord God that you would touch uh, the situation Lord you know the nation you know not just on this continent but others Lord God where there are killings that are occurring Lord God and and the problem that we have is that these things the attributes the characteristics and different things leading up to this have not gone unnoticed but no one says anything Uh, no one uh, reaches out, or they'll profile the wrong person because of prejudice and allow the, the true predator to walk away. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would touch the mind of people, those that have excused, and those that are allowing this behavior to occur when they see it, when they read about it through... Um, social media as they uh, talk to individuals and they, and they see red flags, but yet they, they dismiss it and instead of telling on it. Lord God, we pray and ask that the voice, these voices that have remained silent for so long that they would stop. Lord God, we pray and ask that you will stir up the mind of, and stir up those voices to speak out, Lord God, and to uh, tell. Tell on individuals, tell on those people that are doing wrong, those people that are planning to do wrong, those people that they see exhibiting those signs and behavior that shows there is a problem. Well, God touched the law enforcement uh, not to ignore these things as they have done. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would stir their minds up, Lord God, to move in the right way, Lord, and ask that you would. You said there, uh, Bless are the peacemakers, Lord God, and so they're not being peacemakers in every instance, Lord, but they are allowing things to occur in the communities, in the neighborhoods, in the schools, Lord God, and uh, you said if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves, pray and seek your face, then you would hear, Lord. And so we pray that you would, uh, that those that are listening will be prayerful, Lord God, and, and uh, call upon you in their homes, Lord God, to uh, anoint and to plead uh, prayer over their families, over their neighbors, the community, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings that you will comfort the hearts of those that are uh, experiencing this moment, not just here, Lord God, but you know where uh, cruelty and sin is occurring uh, viciously, Lord God, in every place. We pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, you know, and uh, we want to, you know, there's so many things that could be said in this moment regarding what, you know, the, uh, this mumble jumble uh, that exists on the sixth day. We're in the sixth day. We're in the sixth day. This is the day of men, and, and so there's a lot of things that are going on. And, you know, and we'll see about we'll see those things as we travel through the book of Genesis. Um, you know, we'll we'll touch more on those things, but let's be mindful uh, of those that are experiencing the, the the loss of children right now. And you know, it's it's it doesn't just impact here us. It doesn't just impact us locally. It impacts us globally. Politicians can stand up and say, "Let's let's have stricter gun laws." They' lying. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just being blunt about it. Uh, there are no gun laws that's more stricter than what already exists. And it is the deep pockets that are bringing guns into neighborhoods and selling. It's not, you know, it's just like drugs. It is not the broke man that goes out and buy, um, you know uh, that, uh, that large quantity of drugs and bring it back to the neighborhood and get rich off of it. No, that supply is coming from someone else that has deep pockets. That supply is coming in from someone else that have thought about it, had a plan, executed that plan, and it goes very high up the chain. So we're not going to stay there, not going to stay there, but it's just a reality that, you know, that, that we have and that we are fully aware of, not that we are fully aware of everybody's name, but we're aware that, that, you know, um, uh, the Bible said, woe to them that bring wicked devices to pass. And so there are a lot of people that are wearing suits and political arenas and different places that bring wicked devices to pass. And it trickles down, you know, How can you watch a a young man or a woman uh, cut the head off of a kitten and it doesn't raise a a red flag that that person needs to be monitored and watched very closely? You know, these are things that we see. It's not the gang members, uh, you know, South Side, East Side, whatever, you know, that's going into the school shooting up children. Uh, As a matter of fact, those are pretty much... uh, those are territories that are off limits. and uh, But it's those individuals. Oh, he's just Johnny. Oh, Johnny, boys will be boys and all of that. And ignored, you know, uh, I'm doing my best to, to maintain and not voice some things, but let's be prayerful. And let's not ignore the signs of things, because certainly uh, they know how to profile. We know that driving down the street, you get profiled, you know, it may not be as apparent as it was when when I was growing up and as many others, but we know about profiling. And when you have a profile that's right there in front of you and you ignore it until until the situation actually unfolds and now we're dealing with the aftermath of it, those that knew the profile are inexcusable. They're inexcusable. And, And so let's not. As a people of God, let us not be inexcusable. Let's, let's do what we know what we are supposed to do. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with a gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. We're in the book of Genesis on this evening, um, continuing our our journey through the book of Genesis uh, that we started last Tuesday. And and so uh, we wanna direct your attention to the first chapter of Genesis, the first chapter beginning at, we're going to read verse 1 and 2 and so while you're turning there if you're looking, I want to give you this invitation if you're looking for a church home, I want you to join us as we allow God to be God you know, meet us here at 9 o'clock 9 a.m. on Sundays to join us in worship and prayer, praise and you know, and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Or press your way. I'm pressing my way. The Bible says that that we we uh, are pressing our way toward the prize and the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And certainly every man has to do that for themselves. And God has given us a plan. Yes, throughout the word of God from Genesis, to revelation is his plan. All right. Genesis, the ch- first chapter, again at verse one. Uh, it says in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, there was the verbal command given. Because it said in the beginning was the word, excuse me, (laughs) I jumped ahead of myself. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we know that uh, John says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And uh, this word, the word of God moved, the word of God manifested uh, what we see as heaven and earth. Now, this verbal command was and is part of God's thought process. We see what's on his mind. We see the heavens that's on God's mind and we see the earth. Okay, thoughts are the process of using your mind to consider something or to think about something. Uh, Like God, you you have thoughts but at a different level. We're finite beings, so we're we're limited. Yet, we're powerful enough to create tangible results. You have to be careful. You create tangible results just by thinking. Uh, The Bible said, such as a man thinketh, so is he. How you're thinking, what are you thinking about? When you think you can't do it, you usually don't do it. When you think you can achieve, even though someone may tell you no, you still press forward, you know, persevere. You still press forward to accomplish that goal. If you think that you can, then you become stagnated. If you think that you can, then you're going to have the victory. Being afraid starts in our thought process, and so we have to change the way we think in order to accomplish something, uh, such as a man thinking. And the Bible said, "If we if we pray with um, unstableness, you know, we we uh, one moment I have faith, next moment I don't have faith, next moment I have faith, next moment I'm not sure about it, you know, we're unstable." And if our thoughts are unstable, we're probably unstable in many other areas. And so we don't have uh, stability. So we need to be careful about our thoughts because our thoughts produce tangible results. How many times have you heard or was told to be careful what you say? Be careful what you wish for, because those things that we verbalize, have a way of manifesting themselves. They have a way of coming to pass. It may not come to pass immediately, but it will come to pass. And you, You've got to put some blocks up. You've got to stop some things. Maybe you're, you're thinking about some things right now that you have said, and you need to, you know, you can't, it's not like a fishing line. You can't reel it back in. But the Bible does give us a way it says that uh, we overcome evil with good. So anything that we've put out there and we know that, oops, uh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. We know to overcome that with good. You counteract that. You counteract it. The Bible's given us that way. It's given us a, a, a way of escape. It's given us a way to undo those things that, We've thought about and now they've brought about a tangible result. We is materializing. We can change it. We can change it because by changing our thought pattern and by changing what we say. Now, so Proverbs 18 20 and 21 says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Now, you want. To be satisfied with good things. You don't want to fill up with bad things because you're talking and saying bad things. You got to take on that mindset that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stay positive even when it doesn't appear to be positive. I'm going to grab hold to something. Uh, let me let me go here with it. Uh, hope. The Bible says hope and you'll find this in Proverbs. Hope defers. Hope deferred will make you sick. So when you start to lose hope, that's when you start to feel bad. But then when you hold on to your hope, you hold on to your goal, then you have faith because without hope, there is no faith. Remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You need to embrace that because uh, because the fact that it is not seen doesn't mean it does not exist. It just has not manifested itself yet. I'm looking for a few things right now. And I know as long as I'm looking for them, I'm going to walk towards them. And as long as I'm walking toward them, the day will come that I will be able to see it clearer than what I see today. I know what I have in my mind. I know what I see, and it looks very clear to me right now, but it is that tangible and that manifestation of things that, that when you do touch it, that it's a awe. Oh. It's not that you doubted. That All is not that you doubted what you were hoping for. It's not that you doubted you were going to obtain it. It is just that awe of, oh man, this feels good. It feels good. And so a man's proverbs, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So if you like, you know, I hope you like life. You, you want life. You know, we all want some good things. I even know some bad people. And when I say bad, I just mean that they haven't matured yet. They haven't come into the knowledge of, the, of life. And so right now, they're in a bad situation. Anytime you're in sin, you're in a bad situation. No matter how much fun you might be having, you're still in a bad situation because the end of that day leads to a separation of God. And and so those that are in a bad situation right now, when they come to the light, they'll change the way they talk. Uh, All of us that are in the light should be working on what we say and not saying things that we used to say, as in it being impossible. He is not a God of impossible. He is a he is a God of the possible. And so you have to be careful about the fruits of your lips. You know, as we were, the song that was playing when we first started is that I, I speak in tongues and I worship below him. And so we worship the Lord uh, with the fruits of our lips, but it's not enough to worship him. And then we do not speak those things and allow those things to occur. We do not speak those things. We walk. Uh, we, we have a We you know, there's it, it, a problem because we have a lot of talk going on. Uh, it, we have a lot of talk but we're not walking the walk. God is walking the walk and, and so you need to walk. You don't need to just talk the talk but you need to walk the walk as well. And, and so death and life are in the power of the time. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So so you need to make a selection. You're going to make a selection. Uh, I want to encourage you to select life. Speak life into the ear of your children. Speak life, you know, into the ear of your uh, your spouse. Speak life to them. It doesn't matter what they're thinking. You speak life to them because the more you speak life to them, they're going to hear it. And as they hear it, they're going to think about it. the Bible said faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Those of you that may have children, infants, you know, uh, one thing that I I have always applauded my my daughter was that is that the children uh, to to grandsons, my my two uh, pistols, so to speak, uh, when they were uh, would go to bed, she would play some worship music for them. So they went to bed listening to worship music. That went into their spirit. And so they did not go to bed without that. Those of you that have children... And they're right now. The Bible said train up a child. in way. So right now they're young. Uh, they're they're bendable. Uh, you know, they can go in any direction. And so you want to put something in their spirit that when the time comes, that seed is planted, it's going to bring forth the right fruit. You don't know when they will remember and utilize what you have put into their spirit. We're ingesting so much, you know, on the, on the news today, they were talking about how uh, there's a bill that they're trying to pass uh, that um, that you can sue social media now because uh, they've programmed and created uh, these applications that causes you to hang on to them. You know, uh every bend, every move of it, you know, it has captured the attention of the child. And so therefore, the child is overwhelmed and they can't leave it alone. And then there's other uh, derogative uh, things that are occurring uh, because the child is captivated by this application. That is not the company's fault. That is the fault of the parent. Giving that to them. Allowing them. At the, that is the new pacifier. You give that to them to have. I've heard children crying, and I mean children that are, uh, they weren't no more than, than a year, or two years old. They were crying for that uh, phone. Uh, when, you know, when was the last time that you sat down, you know, and read to them without the phone even uh, near you so that you're not answering it? The phone is not glued to you. some of you may not make the, the rapture because because of the phone. And what do you mean by that? You know, give God quality time. We give everything else quality time, but we don't give him quality time. Give God the quality time that he deserves. Shut it down. Turn it off. And give him the quality time. You know, I like listening to to Bible Gateway. I've said it so many times, you know, I like listening to the scriptures. Sometimes I turn that phone off, which that's where the app resides, and I'm meditating and thinking about God using my own brain. And so you need to use that gray matter, you know, that that resides uh, above your shoulders. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The words you use in the home and other places are going to uh, spin something into action. And so you you have to be careful. Our words are powerful. Our words are so powerful uh, that we are accountable for the words that we use. So if you ever if you ever told someone off who I told them off, you know, you might have been a little proud about it back then. Not today, but then at that time, you might have been proud. Well, I got them told, you know, maybe it even maybe it felt good that you what you did, you know, as you indulge them and in, uh, in, in putting them in check. But you're accountable for that. We're all accountable for the words that we use because words are powerful. Uh, the desensitizing of what is considered derogatory um, in, in this day and time, and you know this 24th day of May, 2022, what uh, there are a lot of words now that are have been desensitized. You know, you hear it so much. It's like, oh, you know, and, and instead of uh, I've heard, you know, even more what people where it used to be offensive to call a woman a, a female dog. You know that B word. And now it's they welcome it, you know. And so uh, there are many that, uh, you know, will even say, "Well, call me Mister or call me Missus," you know, and they'll put that derogatory word after it instead of demanding a certain level of respect. There is an accountability when we don't hold when we don't think about that accountability. it, it leaves us in a to live a presumptuous life, you know, cursing at our children uh, and others. We live a presumptuous life that it is acceptable to God. Now, God is a title. G.O.D. is a title. It's not his name. And so many use the title uh, uh, and, um, and concatenate it with other words. When you use the name of the Lord in vain, when you use it in a derogatory way, you're accountable for that. But you're accountable for calling your brother a fool. Mm -hmm. You're accountable for cussing the people out. You're accountable for the negative things that you say. And especially if those things are not true. Sometimes if it's true, it doesn't mean you need to exercise You know, we need to use that discretion. Remember, the words are powerful. Well, you're accountable for those words. Sticks and stones don't break, uh, may not have broken your bones. Maybe you didn't get hit by any sticks. You didn't get hit by any 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 rocks. But someone may have used some words. And the words that they used hurt. The words that they use hit you in such a way that uh, that even in this moment, it could be 10 years later, 15 years later, those words still have an impact on you. There are many that are walking around with words that hurt them. And the people that use those words have gone on and some that use those words in that moment didn't realize they wanted to hurt you, but they did not realize how impactful it was that we want to forgive them for those things, too. But we have to let some things go so that we can move forward. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm not saying that you're not going to remember some things. I'm saying we have to let some things go. Matthews 12, 35 and 37 says, A good man, out of a good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things out of your heart. It's time for us to change our heart. And an evil man out of an evil treasure bring forth evil things. But I say unto you, you, every one of you that are listening, those that will be listening later, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account. Therefore, in the day of judgment, whenever that day of judgment arrives, uh, there's accountability. You don't know when that's going to be. Good things come from a good heart. And good things come and evil things come from an evil heart. Every idle word that a man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy word shall thou be justified, and by thy word shall shall thou be condemned. The earth, now, now, we started talking about this because we're talking about the fact that God spoke. And when he spoke and brought about this revelation for us to understand. Uh, who he is, to make it visible, to make it plain. Uh, and so uh, the second verse in the first chapter said, and the earth was without form. It was void. Darkness was up on the face of the deep. Now, there are a lot of speculations what this means, but let, we're going to look at it this way. The planet was created in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. And so there was a global structure, a universal structure that was, that is being formed as we know it, earth, heaven and earth, which did not exist before now exists by who by God. So what we have is a globe uh, that has nothing. There's nothing. There's rock. Whatever you want to call it, planet rock. what? There's nothing there. It's boy. It uh, was without form. Now, someone said that, well, you know, it's during this time that Lucifer uh, brought dinosaurs in. That's not what the Bible said. Let's stick to what the scripture is saying. The earth was without form and boy. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. So you have, you have a a, a structure that exists, and you have darkness that is present, and you have something that's very deep surrounding. So on this globe, without form, empty, plenty of space for doing something. There was darkness, and so Bible students, uh, why was there darkness? Why was there darkness that that existed uh, here? The Bible tells us in Psalms one thirty nine and twelve, the darkness was not darkness to God, but it is to us. Well, we can, what God looks at as being dark, He is explaining. He is providing clarity. To someone that was not present in that moment. The author of the book was not present. He is receiving information. from. Uh, he's receiving a revelation from God himself. And all of this. Note that uh, what was present without measure. There was something that was present. Besides the presence of God. There was something. Uh, Look at the description of what you're reading and what you're hearing. You have the earth. And uh, it's void and there's darkness upon the face of the deep. There's something that's there. okay? and I'm doing my best not to go ahead of myself in this. And and so it says the earth was without form. Darkness uh, was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God. Moved upon the face of the waters. So we see that there was water present. There's water present. Water is the uh, only eternal substance besides your soul uh, that that exists. The body goes back to the dirt from whence it came. And and so what, what is that earth? And so what are we? We're nothing but earth. And 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 God right now, we're we're this earth is a mixture of uh, from what science tells us is a mixture of water. And here we are talking, breathing. For a good reason. And, And so the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, remember, we're we're scratching the surface of of, uh, cosmological, the argue from cause, and, you know, the the teleological, uh, the argument of design, you know, what caused it, what designed it, what happened? God did it. In the beginning, God created it. And and so I, I believe the cause and the design is God. Not evolution which has yet to evolve into any form of truth. And they talk about evolution and evolving over the years, but it hasn't evolved into anything from what you are, have seen thus far or what anyone else has seen. They talk about the planet being billions of years old. What, what are they using to measure that by? Uh, they started at some point and said, well, this is what we're going to use to measure this but six days or six thousand years because uh, one day is as a thousand years unto the Lord and a thousand years is as one day we'll never know we won't know until God make those things plain and clear but one thing that we do know is that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form. There it was, it was emptiness. There was nothing there. Period. Nothing there. Except the earth and water. The presence of God. Now, there is a powerful move of God that occurs here. A move that changes the surface and everything surrounding it, the water. There's a move here. God made the first move he moved upon the face of the waters the Bible said that the Spirit of God impacted the water and would have impacted everything that is present the darkness was impacted the undeveloped surface and uh, and the was impacted by God what Do you see in your home that needs a spoken word? What is it that you see and desire God to impact? You know, we we limit God and say, well, he's not as impactful for me as he is for others. Yes, he is. God is as impactful for you as he has been for anyone else, as he was for the planet in which we exist on in this hour. He impacted it with good reason for good cause. God has a cause in mind. He has a design in mind. He has a purpose in mind. And here we are. Now, I can think of a few things that that exist, and, I, and I'm sure you can too, that, that you desire God to impact. Just like he looked at the uh, this that was Unstructured, that was void, that did not appear yet to be what he wanted to be, but it was like the clay. And you know, if you ever played with play-doh, or if you've been to the beach and, and played with sand, or or you know, or maybe you played with mud, you know, we done did all of that and played with mud, you know, and threw Listen. And, and so it was there was nothing there except that ball of dirt and then you start to think about what can be done with it or what you desire to do with it and so uh whatever situation it is that seems unstructured right now that that seems to just exist and you want god to speak his word as he did before and you want him to you want his presence, the spirit of the Lord to impact that. That I, I want to encourage you to uh, one to be prayerful. You know, on Sunday, I say pick up the phone and call someone uh, and pray for them after service. Call somebody so that they know that God is thinking about them. Don't don't get into a, a long conversation with them, but pray for them. Now I want you to go with that same mindset. Carve out a place in your home where you go in and shut the door so that God can impact that place, because when he impacts that place, it's going to. Uh, not only be a vertical blessing, but it's going to be horizontal as well. None of this, this is not in my notes. I did not study this or even think along this line last night, but I know in this moment that if you follow these instructions, you're going to tap into what is vertical and vertical is going to impact the horizontal, just like it did When the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. Now, one thing about God is he is consistent. And so since you are the son of God. You're consistent. You're going to be consistent, too. We're going to work on this consistency. And so I can think of those few things and you can think of those few things, too. And. We want God to impact that as he did before. He's not the Lord is not just talking to the author of the book of Genesis to let him know this is what I have done. But from that, there is a revelation. There is an understanding that what you did then, uh, how powerful and who you are. The fact that it is that I'm here, I'm 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 refraining myself, but just think about the fact that I'm here. You're here. You're here. Okay. and so sometimes God speaks and other and other things as well. Uh, He sees it and he handles it. He spoke in the beginning. God created the heavens and earth. But there are some things that God handles. He moved up on it. He moved up on it. He handled it. Lord, our prayer tonight is that you you send your word situations that are occurring in the lives of of your people, Lord God, and those that are around them, the children, the family, Lord God, send your word, send your word, and stir up, Lord God, as you did in that day, Lord God, and there are other uh, parts of the situation that we desire you to, to move up on, Lord God, that you would make your presence known, that you would visit in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to write down those things that you desire. Write it down. You, you need to write some things down. Sometimes you need to write it down and put it, and put it in a place somewhere to remind you that God is going to handle this. He's going to handle this for me. He's going to handle it for me, just like he did in the beginning. God handled it. There was nobody present uh, to to witness his handling it except the angels and himself. He handled it. But now you're a witness, and, and, and God has made this knowledge. He's made this revelation known. Uh, that he's not just able to speak, but he's able to handle it. In the beginning God created the heavens and earth, so we know he has the power. No one else has the power. The earth was without form uh, was was not an object was not the only observation made by God. Uh uh, no. Nope. And certainly the earth being without form and boy, void, uh, you know, was not a, oops, I, I lost it, oops, I, I made a mistake. You know, sometimes we could be creating something, and, and as, a, as, a, as a programmer, as an engineer, you know, sometimes I, I could be writing code and I, I'll leave off, uh, exclamation mark, oops, you know, it didn't work right. That's not God. It did not happen that way with him. And so the earth being uh, formed uh, and, not, and not having and being void was not a, oops, It was not a oh no. It was not a misstep. But it was part of the step by step history. His story. When I say history, I think about his story. And so he's explaining this to the author of the book. Contrary to many explanations given, understand that he is a god of order. So everything that has occurred in verse 1 everything that is occurring in verse 2 that we're reading is in order with God in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth was without form and void and darkness was up on the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters all of that is in the order, the structure of what God has control of. Mighty God. There's no mistake that has occurred. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says, remember the former things of old, for I am God. Who am I? I'm God. Who is he? He is God. He is sovereign. And there's none else. There's nobody else that that's wearing a, that's sitting on the throne. Every place you read the scripture, you know, throughout the, in the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament, you know, and, and learn have learned so much life changing experience. There was one that rested on the throne, and so there's none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning from ancient time the things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and i will do my pleasure god is when we read that that first in the beginning god created he's doing his pleasure it was his good pleasure his good will that he created the heavens and the earth and he created it. It was without form. And it was void. And then his presence moved up on the face of the deep. That was all by his good pleasure. Now, I want you to know that that as you pray and as you uh, start to go into your secret place and, and begin to spend your quality time. Now, quality time doesn't mean that you have to be in that spot for an hour. Just just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. God honors that quality time. I'm just going to go in this place and I'm just going to stay here for for a few moments. And and, and and talking to God is not about us all shooting off our, our mouths. You know, it's just like you call someone and they ain't doing all the talking and you can't get a word in. Let God talk back to you. Let him talk back to you. OK, I, I recall a mm, I recall a minister saying God made a mistake. The problem with fault finding or searching for flaws only serves the purpose of self gratification. People will use what they think is a flaw and justify themselves. But but the Bible tell us in, in Psalms 19, and it says who can understand his errors? If God did make a mistake, who would know it? who would know it who would know it and if you knew it then i get what are you saying you have more knowledge than the lord that that you can spot his errors come on now and he goes on to say the psalmist says cleanse thou me from secret faults that's where it lies secret faults within an individual that wants to search out fault in others many of you uh, that that have watched it on tv or maybe you experienced it for yourself and i I'm I'm, you know, where someone accused you of something. I was watching a show the other day and, and someone was accusing their spouse of cheating. Uh, that's because within their heart, they were cheating. Spouse was, was fine. We one 100. Uh, they accused someone else of, of stealing to try to cover up what they were stealing. They accused someone else of doing something wrong so that they could justify themselves. Uh, you know, I I, I was... Talking, with, I was counseling with someone, and he was saying how uh, their uh, their uh, a gentleman was was emotionally battering his wife, talking about her weight, and he was the one that was overweight. See, all of those people fought fine, and then they started to justify and live presumptuously. God forbid, the devil is a liar. The devil is real, and he's a, he's the father of all liars, and he was a liar from the beginning. Those secret faults, Lord, cleanse me from secret faults. I'm not trying to discover wrongdoing about anyone. Now, this doesn't mean that if I see you doing wrong, then I'm not going to say anything. And certainly, as we we talked about earlier, if you see the signs, you know, someone uh, was talking about discernment. If you discern evil, if you discern someone is of a bad spirit, if you discern, that they are demon possessed, you certainly have a right to uh, to acknowledge that. That's what stopped shootings from occurring. That's what stopped thefts from occurring. That's what stopped people in their tracks from what they would or may be thinking about doing, Mm-hmm. Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Our concerns and prayers should be, Lord, keep back thy servant from presumptuous sin. Now, presumptuousness means we are failing to observe the limits of what is permitted or appropriate. And after a while, that behavior is out of control and it leads to great wrongdoings. Remember, uh, uh, the, the writer said the, the scripture says, lay aside every sin and every weight. That do it so easily beset you. So sin will, will stop you from, it will derail you, and so will the weight. Now, a weight may not be sin, but yet it is something that will derail you from achieving your goal. Let's simplify it like this. You have a goal, you're gonna, you're gonna end, you're gonna, uh, a career goal. And so you decide that you know you're going to study certain hours, but then you find yourself wandering into the TV, you know, or, or uh, spending time talking instead of studying at the hours that you should be studying. You know, you have created, you've allowed a weight to exist, and that weight has derailed you from your goal, which is going to stack more cheddar, which is going to give you the money that you need to enjoy life. I don't need no money to enjoy life. Come on now. Yes, you do. Listen. And so you're not going to achieve that if you allow those things to occur. Weights. Weights are not good. A female can be a weight. You've given more attention to her than your school study. A male can be a weight. You've given more attention to him than handling your business. Don't allow anything to be a weight that comes, that that slows you down from your walk with God. Presumptuousness is a weight. Let me say that again. Being presumptuous is a weight. There we go. All right. Let them have dominion over me. Do not let presumptuousness have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Now, the the psalmist, that 19th chapter of Psalm, he he goes on to say, let the words of my mouth. Remember, we talked about the the fact that God spoke and we have the same ability to speak into existence. We have the same ability to talk and and is going to manifest itself. And so therefore, we need to remember, let the words of my mouth. And the meditation of my heart. If you find yourself saying something and it, and it may be leading in the wrong direction and you catch it, then change change your tune. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. If it's acceptable in the sight of God, and I am not talking about you saying praise the Lord, I'm not talking about you saying hallelujah, I'm not talking about you speaking in tongues, I'm coming in a Honda, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about you doing what's right. I'm talking about all of us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, in my strength and my Redeemer. If I'm allowing these things to uh, to be acceptable in the sight of God, then I'm I'm going to be all right with my brothers and sisters. I'm going to be all right with my Family members, my, my children, and you know, I'm going to be all right with my spouse. I'm going to be all right because I know I'm going to say what is going to be fruitful, what is going to speak life in unto them instead of, uh, death. Instead of build, tearing them down, I'm building them up. Uh, look, all of us have some form of weakness. The Bible said, let the weak say, I'm strong. So see, uh, y- you speak. You speak those things. The Bible says, speak those things as not as though they were. And so you have a voice that needs to be used. The same voice that God blew in and is breathing in you right now. You need to use it as God used it. He created and then his spirit moved upon the face of the deep. Because we're stepping through Genesis and we're stepping through with baby steps. To ingest all that God has for us, uh, I'm not. I'm gonna stop right here. I'm not going any further. But let's keep these five words in mind throughout this. In the beginning, God created. God brought about revelation. Uh, it's a. It's prevalent. It's assurance of His ability to move upon the face of the deep. Those barren things. Those things that that appear. To be without the substance that you're looking for. Lord, I want you to move up on that. Lord God, move upon the face of the deep. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for your word, Lord God, this short exhortation this evening. Lord God, and we ask that you would bless those that are listening right now, each one that's under the sound of my voice. Lord Jesus, just pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, Lord God, as they are following in obedience to the word that has been spoken, Lord God, and, and so we pray, Lord God, and we look for you to speak, to send your word on the job, in the home, in the schools, Lord God, and for you to move uh, upon the face of our deepness, Lord God, what as those that which exist in our lives that we consider to be deep. Lord God, and you know what that deepness represents as we have, Lord God, that 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 area of, of separation, that area of that we don't understand, but yet you do, because uh, the the darkness is as light unto you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Be back again on Thursday with the Men Focus Group and our men discussion. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you.
1: Thank <laughs> you.